the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So what kind of spiritual vessel are you? A good one? A bad one? And how would you know? We'll talk about that coming up next on today's broadcast of Truth For Today. When we use the word vessel, some of us understand it to mean like a boat. Others would understand it to mean like a a jar of some sorts. So the question is, what kind of vessel are you? Are you something that will stay true, stay above water? Are you someone who will hold something well and dispense it properly? Or, conversely, a cracked vessel, something that can't stay on top of water or hold something well? We're talking about that out of 2 Corinthians here today on Truth For Today. Let's catch up with Pastor Phil Howard as we examine what kind of vessel you are. He put a spiritual gift in you. Just these are, He gave you uh, all spiritual blessings according to Ephesians, but these are just an example. Now he's putting you treasure. He, he gave you a spiritual gift of some sort, which is a bent, a bent in you to want to refresh other people some way, however he's gifted you. Maybe with the mouth, maybe with good deeds, maybe in service. Somehow, some way, he's going to use you to refresh others. Because you were designed to refresh. Now, that's what treasures are in you. Is that what's coming out of you? Now, there's an astounding verse in Luke chapter 6. What God puts in, and now I want you to look at what you put in. Turn over to Luke. We've been talking about vessels. Now let's just talk about treasures. Now Jesus said, where your treasures are, that's where your heart is. And he's talking about investing in his kingdom. But listen to... uh, uh, let me just check. While you go to Luke 6, I'll check Matthew 12 and see which says it. Let's go. Let's go. It's a little bit fuller. Let's go to uh, Matthew 12. 12.33. You there? 12, okay. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. That's interesting, isn't it? How you can make a tree good. I haven't had any apricots for three years. I'm about ready to cut it down. I don't know how to make it good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. And he's talking about not trees, but people. You're recognized by your behavior or by what you produce. You know, action. Activity. Now watch. You brood of vipers. 
I've never called you this. This is Jesus, the meek and lowly. How can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things, and uh, some translations have treasure. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. Let's just say, a good man treasures good things, and he tucks them away in his heart. Good things, good things, good things. Now, watch this. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty, and that's lazy, not thought out word they've spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So your mouth reveals your heart, right? We'll know what what you've stored in your heart because it will get in your mouth eventually. Now what's interesting here? He talks about a good man and an evil man, and they are known by what they choose to treasure, by what they choose to put in their heart. And when the time comes, they'll use the bucket of the mouth to go down into the well of the heart, and they're going to bring up some, let's say, water, and it will either be bitter or it will be sweet. It will either be dirty or it will be refreshing. And every one of us, God puts good things in us. Then he holds us accountable for what we put in the rest of us. I ask you, what kind of deposits do you make in your life? Do you hide God's word in your heart? Do you hide God's word? Our Bible study leader said, don't go to church Sunday unless you got a verse for everybody. I've got one. Psalms 28, 8, and 9. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress to hide them. Save your people, O Lord, and be their shepherd and carry them forever. Verse 9. You just got your verse. And I gave a verse to my wife this morning. She said, are you just doing this because you're keeping the assignment? I said, yes, I'm keeping the assignment. You had to have a verse that encouraged the wife. I don't know what it was, but she wasn't real impressed. (laughs) I, I see people, I even see believers, that uh, they can tell you every offense they've ever gone through in the church. They're always talking about poor me, martyr me. For me, you think they've been persecuted. It says somebody didn't say the right word, didn't shake their hand. Uh, there's a misunderstanding. How do you get through this life without misunderstanding? Marriage, children, home, business, church. But you talk to some people, uh, it's amazing. We, we had a, a, a woman when I was, uh, when we were in the dance hall, in Pinole, that uh, on Sundays would tell me off at the door every Sunday. That was her ministry to me. Tell off the pastor. 
And uh, uh, she was a woman that uh, her face was, uh, had a roadmap of uh, bitterness and uh, just deep angst in her. And boy, she was so rambunctious. And David knew her husband. And I asked, I said, what is it with this woman? What is it with this woman? I mean, she, she's angry. Uh, she uh, always bites into me on Sunday. I, I don't know what it is, what's, what goes on. And finally, the story came out that I think three or four years before, the boy went hiking in Yosemite and never came back, uh, fell somewhere, uh, the winter snows covered him, and uh, she, I think it was her only son. She lost her boy, had never got over it. She's mad at God. She was mad at people. She, she, don't, don't tell me about God. And yes, she came to church every Sunday. But, but she was full of bitterness. Full of bitterness. I pastored some young ladies who had been abused by their father from probably junior high to high school years. Never did the mother intervene. And the father just used them. They both became Christians. You couldn't meet two finer girls. Wonderful spirit about them. A sweetness in them. And one day they came to me and they said, we went to our father this week and told him we're forgiving. We went to our father and said we're praying for him, that we love him. We want to forgive all that he's done to us. We went to our mother. Is that possible? Is that possible? Had a woman when we were at the Rio Theater. Came down the middle aisle on a Sunday morning. She was in uh, great straits. She was emotional. She was certainly crying. She was was just uh, a bundle of tears and and brokenness, and so I went down to her to want to comfort her, and when I got to her, she said, I, I can't forgive him, I can't forgive him, and, and kept on going. I said, what is it? I figured it was her marriage. I said, uh, you must, you must. She said, it's too late. He's been dead 10 years, and it was her father, and from the grave, it seemed he was choking her to death. From the grave, she, she couldn't get over his treatment of her. And so I had these young ladies that by the grace of God forgave and granted forgiveness and went on and joy came back and peace and uh, they just, uh, they were fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus got rid of the trash, removed the sin, took away the memory in a good sense. It, you know, some things you never forget, but when you say you forget it, God says forget it, you don't bring it up anymore. It's not on the agenda. That's past. That's not a present talking subject. It's in my past. I don't want to talk about all the bad stuff. I'm going to talk about the treasures I've been given. I, I'm going to tell you what God's given me. So you get with some people and you get this sweet, refreshing drink out of that fountain that's carrying tre- just clay pots, just ordinary people. 
You may not be impressed. Look at this uh, Timothy passage, which is quite an exhortation to us. Scares me as a preacher, because he's talking to a preacher. And he's telling him, uh, if you want God to use you, you've got to be clean. I, I hold you accountable to clean up yourself. Look at that. Uh, in the household of God, in verse 19, let everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from wickedness. So if you claim to be a brother or sister, we can expect that you've turned from all your sins, right? Thank you, Tim. Right? I'm back. Talk back. Right? Yeah, you, you've broken. If you haven't broken, I wouldn't be... Pro- I wouldn't be, be giving my testimony at churches. I sure love Jesus and then cuss a little bit. No, no. Has he cleaned you up at all? <laughs> I didn't know he cleaned you up. Well, maybe you're still in the grip of wickedness. If you're not his child, you're not clean. Listen, in a large house, there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Now, let me tell you about a vessel of dishonor. A vessel of dishonor was about four or five gallon jar they kept in the house. If you came by my place, custom was I washed your feet. Or I had a, usually I had a household servant that would do that. They'd wash your feet. And in a land where water was scarce, they would pour the excess water in the vessel of dishonor. Pour it there. I looked up in a lexicon uh, on the use of dishonor. Sometimes they were used as chamber pots, quite frankly, because they didn't have indoor plumbing. So it got the waste of the household. And that was there. And here, here God is telling Timothy, if you don't want to get clean, you're going to carry the waste of this world, and you will not be used for honorable use. You're still in the household. You see, I, I know of ministries. I know of pastors. I know of preachers. Oh, they're still saved, but they're no longer used of God because they didn't want to get clean. I know people like you probably. You don't want to get clean. You don't want to quit looking at porno. Well, look at all of it you want. God's going to see to it you're not used because he knows what you do in secret. Did you hear me? This God is not blind. He knows what you do in secret. What you do, he said, in the closet will be shouted from the housetop. Makes you scared to death to take a shower. (laughs) Other words, there are no secrets. The way you treat women, God will expose you. The way you treat anyone, racially, gender, God is not deceived. God will expose us. I'm telling you, he says, come to me and let me cleanse you. And I won't have to expose you. But don't hide sin from me. Come to me. And he said, Timothy, if you will cleanse yourself from these false teachers and this false gossip and these endless arguments and this junk going on in the church... 
the gossip mill, the rumor mill, the, the negative mill, the critical, the murmuring. You must cleanse yourself from this. Then you'll be a vessel of honor. Otherwise, only, you're only good for the wastewater. He said, but if you cleanse yourself, he said, I'll put, make you a vessel of honor, which was either wine or water to refresh your guests. Interesting. The, the vessel of honor was made to refresh others. The vessel of dishonor was good to no one. It had no beneficial use. The most is if it was the foot washing water, maybe water plants, but it could help no human being. In the household of faith, how is God using you? Are you fit for God to use? Are you fit for God to use? Uh, you're not if you're dabbling in sin. Oh, you're saved. You'll be saved. That means he's going to use you. I've seen guys, oh, good night. They know so much Bible, they're dangerous. But God just never seems to use them very much. He's got a secret anger problem. This sin, that sin. Uh, you know what? I have to say, most of my youth, I was saved 14. I felt the call of God when I was 15. And so I said, yes, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want. But it seemed like all up to my 20s, maybe 22, everything in my life was about getting clean. It was constantly, I surrender all. Uh, I, I offer myself to you. I take my body and use it. Uh, flee immorality. Uh, uh, quit your bad language. Pick different friends. Don't run with these people. Don't. Pretty soon all I had to run with was my brother and sister. And he's 10 years older and she's 14 years older. I had no peers. I had no one my age I could run with but my cousin. Why? God says, are you willing to be clean? Do you want to be clean? You said, yes, I'm willing to preach, but I'm not going to use you to preach until I get you clean. You're pretty good at cussing people out. I want to change your vocabulary. I want you to learn not to cuss a guy, but to edify people. So I've got to change your vocabulary. I know I'm messing with you because you can barely breathe out there. I'm, I'm talking to you. And some of you still carrying trash. That's why God's not using you. You don't want to get clean. You want to harbor that secret sin. That, uh, you want to stay bitter. You love being bitter. We got people in this church. I, I know them. I, I don't want to look at them. Uh, <laughs> if you're around them, if, at least if I'm around them, uh, it's negative. They don't quote a verse. They don't say, God is so good. I said, well, you haven't been a member here long, have you? You haven't been here long enough to see all of our faults. Why don't you talk about what God's put in you? Quit talking about Valley and me. Why don't you talk about the treasure? Do you have any treasure? If you're not, we offer you the treasure, the pearl of great price. Christ wants to save you. He wants to turn over a barrel of honey in your soul. Get over the murmuring. Get over the bitterness. Get over the sin. He wants you to be a vessel that bears treasure. Uh, we're treasure carriers. Is that not magnificent and beautiful? God has put his treasure 
in clay pots. That's you. That's me. Now what's coming out? Keep the vessel clean so the water doesn't get contaminated. Keep the vessel clean. We used to say when I was a boy, the Holy Spirit will not indwell an unclean vessel. Well, he does. They were sleeping with prostitutes in 1 Corinthians 6. And he said, you should quit it because the Spirit lives in you. If I was God, I'd say the Spirit moves out. He said, no, you're making Christ member of a harlot. Ooh, that's astounding. You mean when I'm immoral with a woman, I make Christ join with that woman? That's what 1 Corinthians 6 says. You mean the Holy Spirit's still there? He's still there. But you've taken his body, his temple, and you've defiled it, defiled it, defiled it. And the church is so full of fornication, pornography, and immoral thinking, it's a wonder we even have worship services because we're so dirty. I mean, everybody's wanting revival, and nobody's wanting to get clean. Are you clean? See, I'm sounding like a holiness preacher, huh? That's what it is. Yeah. I ain't talking about grace today. I'm talking about holiness. So many dirty saints, dirty attitudes, dirty mouth, dirty. Hey, honey, 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 please don't put a sign on your bumper that says, I love Jesus. Please don't. And please don't say you attend Valley. There's some of us, you, we wish you'd find another church. We can't stand your advertisement. If you're not full of the love of God and the Spirit of God, you're sending out bad negative news. Bad neg- Jesus is not bitter. Jesus is sweet. Jesus is not unforgiving. He's forgiving. This is the vessel we're meant to be. I carry the treasure of God. And that's what Paul says. Oh, you Corinthians can call me whatever you want. You can bash me. You can persecute me. And, oh, they were a mean bunch. May I never pastor a Corinthian church. They'd run me out of town so quick I couldn't stand it. You've been good to me compared to Corinth. The apostle that led them to the Lord was persecuted by them and called a contemptible man. He said, call me what you want. I bear God's treasure. I say this to you. I don't care what people call you, name you, or treat you. Just bring fresh water to a thirsty world. Our world needs the treasure. And he made you to carry it. He put Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. That you might grow in Christ and find encouragement in the day-to-day lives that we lead as believers in Christ. It is a challenge to live in a dead and dying world, is it not? Especially knowing heaven awaits us. So it is a delight to be able to come to you on a daily basis and provide you with this encouragement from God's Word as we teach and train and and preach the gospel of Christ for the glory of God and your good. This is Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard, taking us to God's Word that we might be mutually edified in grace. 
If you have questions or comments about the broadcast, maybe you would like to hear the program again. We have a couple of ways that you can reach us. The easiest, of course, is our phone number, 855-833-9864. If you would rather visit our website and work through the website, you can do so, truthfortodayradio.org. A lot of resource materials available there besides our podcasts. You'll also take advantage of the many other resources, books, and materials. It's all at truthfortodayradio.org. You can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is our zip code. And as we conclude our time today, we would invite you to link arms with us financially and prayerfully. These programs come to you on a daily basis, and even our extended resource materials found at our website are available as you link arms with us, partnering with us financially and prayerfully. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Please consider how you might come alongside and partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the greater Bay Area. We'd love to hear from you. Here's that phone number once again, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And our website, you can securely give a donation there as well, truthfortodayradio.org. And then we would also invite you to join us for worship. If you're not involved in a fellowship near you, consider this an official invitation to join us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. For directions and information, you can visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, call 855-833-9864. And then, would you please mention that you were invited by the radio broadcast to one of our ushers? It would mean a great deal to us. Whether you visit us in person or simply stop by our website or listen to us here on the radio, we hope to see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.